Good to go. Right. I'm so proud of Steve this week. He remembers that he starts the podcast with the recording thing. Look at this. We are a well-oiled machine. Yeah, let's go with that. Mm -hmm. Hey, you look it's like and, a tin man. This is those, as good as I've looked for the podcast ever. And I'm gonna say we may. I need to work on the video component sooner rather than later. If you're gonna keep dressing like this, Steve is Steve is looking snazzy tonight. Cleaned up, no, no gun show, but better better looking. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hi everyone, welcome to the Stuff Summer Says podcast with Steve. With Steve. Uh, Steve, I think this is going to be one of our shorter shows, just because we don't have a ton to talk about, but we've got things to talk about. Um, and I probably just jinxed it. It'll be it'll be a two hour long show. Uh, we're going to talk about Penn chair. State's yeah, pull up a chair, kick back relax. We're going to talk about Penn State's win over Ohio. Uh, then we are going to talk about the Auburn game, um, and then I've got this week's old guy, young guy. It's nothing stressful. Don't worry, you, you can. As long as it's not a quiz about some it's not a quiz. Not quiz. artist named Marshmallow or something, we'll be all right. Yeah, let's start there, Steve. Uh, do, did you know who Marshmallow is? I did not. Shame did you know that he wears a mask thing? Became pretty pretty evident once I mm -hmm. yeah, saw that. Yes, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, what did you every think? day in Marshmallow's house. Yes, what did you think of uh, Marshmallow? I'm not cool enough to like him, I don't think. Oh, there it is. There it is. Okay. And those are Steve's thoughts on marshmallow. Uh, what are your thoughts on marshmallows? <laughs> I know that they were a tradition at Penn State when I was a student, and they, they and then they, they went by the wayside. Oh, look at that face. You didn't know of the marshmallow. No, I, maybe I've heard this story before, but I'm not 100% sure. The student section used to throw marshmallows when I was a student. Like, uh, like on, on the field. field? Oh, on the field. And, and, it, and it became a thing, like after they scored and there was a letter to the editor written by the, the football team captains, John Schaefer and some other people, please don't do that. We could slip and fall and hurt ourselves. And like people would, people would, this, the more sadistic of students would take the marshmallows out of the bag during the week and they would harden up a little bit. Well, a lot of it. Um, so people would throw them at each other in the stands and throw them in the field. Um, and then they, then they took the marshmallows away or they prevented marshmallows and the cups, the drinks came in plastic cups. So students threw plastic cups for a season or two at each other. And some ended up on the field. So our students these days no longer throw stuff on the field. So, I, you know, that's a good thing. I, I'm now reading a collegiate article about this. I did not know that. That is, Look at that. That's, I lived that's, it, baby. Um, that and throwing the football out of the stadium when you could. Because I, before I, there was an upper deck, right? There was no net. Yeah. You caught the ball and you threw it up over the end zone and threw it out over the back of the stadium. I, you know, I even think I remember that when I was a kid. Like, I think that was a thing when I was a kid because I mean, the, the, the north – or I'm sorry, the south end zone was not always – I remember the old scoreboard before they – like, before they added the, the yeah. renovation. Yeah, because they would have had Michigan – that Michigan snow game was, what, 95? Right, you know, two, and it would have been a couple yeah. years later than that. You could have been in there and seen something. So, yeah. Well, and that—that that was the game they brought the prisoners in to shovel yep. the field, correct? Yep. Yeah. Look at that. I, I know. I know my way around. Um, speaking of Beaver Stadium, um, it was great to be back in Beaver Stadium this weekend. I do have some thoughts about the the game day experience, um, but I think let's talk about the game first. Um, Steve, did you? Watch the game. I know you did not go in. I but did. I did indeed watch and listen some, but watched mostly. Okay. Um, and what were your thoughts on 
the contest between the Nittany Lions and Bobcats? Uh, it was what I expected, right? Like Penn State's better. They out-athleted them. Like, I mean, I'll be interested in seeing Nicholas Singleton, right, this week against teams that he's not going to turn the corner on easily, probably. Not that he's not talented, not being, but it's just, of course, we're going to look like Superman against Ohio U. Um, no, I, I thought they looked okay. They did what they were supposed to do. They got the backup quarterback in for whether it's a progression toward becoming the starter or just having him prepared. Um, yeah, they look, they look good. They look like maybe a 23rd or 25th team in the country, right? Like they look fine. I, I was very pleased. Like it, I never was worried about anything ever. Like, and I feel like the last few seasons, not that like the Villanova game was like scary, but like there were moments in some of those non-conference games where it was kind of like, we should be up a little bit more here. Like, and I I don't think that ever really uh, crossed my mind on Saturday. I think that was a big takeaway for me. I think Nicholas Singleton is different. Like he's different. I think we're watching something very special there. Um, I know you said, as you pointed out, they only played Ohio, but he just, he makes it look effortless. He, and it's different than, than Saquon and the Buffalo game. And, you know, I saw that tweet going around this week to me. Singleton is, is, is more like flash in the sense that it is, it is speed. It is, it is, maneuverability it is Saquon was more had a nice mix you know um and I am interested to see how that shakes out this year you know even this weekend against the defense that has better athletes but I think that was the biggest takeaway and I think if James Franklin spends any more time doing this 10 hand 10 handoffs to Singleton 10 to Lee 10 to Allen I, that that might actually annoy me because it, it, there's a clear winner in the clubhouse there, and and I think it's very evident that it's it's Singleton. Well, maybe you do the 10-10-10 when you have to, right? And if it's clear to you, it's probably clear to the people in the locker room too, right? You know, so if you do 10-10-10 last week and people got their stuff this week, if it becomes 20-24-6, right? Like, or 29 alone, You've, you've done the 10, 10, 10. You've raised the flag for whatever. When you come back and have another game somewhere along the line that you can do that, you will. You know, you got it. It's kind of like the quarterback. You can't not give somebody reps and expect them to do something when the time comes. So it's good to be spreading it around. And, but I think you're right. I think he's, he's the guy. Um, and you just got to be hopeful that he stays the guy and stays healthy. And maybe that's why you spread the reps around. But yeah, I, I don't think you need to do that against a team like Auburn or the better teams on your schedule. Let people, I think it's not a fallacy that players get into a rhythm typically and get better as they get more repetitions in a game. So I don't know why you want you to let your best players do that in bigger games. Yeah, I think that's that's the perfect way to say that. I, I think that's my biggest takeaway from Saturday. Um, the Drew LR experience is, who is it enjoyable? Um, I've never seen that type of moment inside Beaver Stadium when everyone lost their mind as soon as he came in. And it, it, like 
I, I can't remember, even in the McGloin Bolden era of back and forth quarterbacks, I don't think there was ever a moment like that. Um, that was, that was different. That was, that was neat to see him get that ovation. Um, no, I mean, I remember, I mean, Bronx cheers, like when they would pull, gosh, who was it? Matt Seneca, 15, 18 years ago, when they finally pulled him, he was having a tough game and the crowd was like, oh, you know, but, you know, but it wasn't what happened Saturday. Um, so that that's a good thing, I think, that people are excited. Um, I, I don't know that it changes who starts or get, gets most of the reps initially, but I don't know. Like I, you wonder if if struggles happen or are we to that point yet? And I, I don't know that two games in we are, and we probably aren't six games in either. I mean, that's the thing with with the crowd base. And we talked about this. I have a, a sports communication, sports information class this fall, and we talked about the Purdue game, about Penn State athletics tweeting out Alars in when they are and sharing it on social media. And, and do you want to do that? Like, do you want to hype the fact that, granted, he's the most popular thing you got going. That piece of content got a lot of attention, but do you want to be the entity that, that's stoking that? And at this point, it's it's moot because everybody know everybody's bought in. But I don't know. Hopefully, it's a development thing and not a distraction thing. I don't think it is. I think it's. Uh, I mean, I think I, I think there. I think what was interesting to me on Saturday was how early he came in. Like, I think it was. There's a lot more confidence here than maybe any other backup quarterback. I don't think it's going to become a distraction thing. And to be quite honest, I kind of sort of hope that Sean Clifford is the quarterback for the rest of the year. Like, I think that's a good problem to have if Sean Clifford's your quarterback for the rest of the year, because that means that Sean Clifford's playing how he should play, even though he's, you know, not even though, but that he's a six-year quarterback. To me, that's, that's a big takeaway. Um, but I will say the thing that I've been I've noticed on the maybe what 20 plays now is the offense does seem a little bit more energized when when Alar's got the ball. And I think that is I, I wonder if that's sitting in the back back of James Franklin's brain. And I, I know that's really hard to prove or show, but it just looks a little bit different. But I think James Franklin's big thing is always going to be loyalty and he's not going to betray Sean Clifford um you know I don't think unless Sean Clifford has one of those types of games that he had maybe in 2020 again God help us all I, I think by and large I think it's I think it's uh gonna be Clifford the rest of the way of the season yeah yeah I just I'd be shocked if it wasn't I mean and I don't know that it's a bad thing if it's a bad thing if it's not injury induced or whatever else, right? Cause then you've got, or unless it somehow becomes clear. So. Yeah. That's a, that's a problem. If it's, if it's injury induced, then that's a, that's a bigger problem. Um, so that's, yeah. Um, anything else on the, the game aspect of Saturday that you would like to hit on? No, I'm waiting to hear from the experience. Okay. Um, I have some gripes. And I, I, some of it is just, it's going to sound like old guy talking, but I, I, and I don't know what it was like the stadium was very full. Like, I, I don't think the 107 number was a lie. Like, I think it like the student section was pretty much full by the end of the first quarter and stayed pretty full 
for most of the game, um, the important parts of the game. But the biggest takeaway I had about Saturday, the goddamn speaker system was terrible in there. And I don't know if it was just because I paid attention to it a little bit more. Maybe there weren't wasn't as much crowd noise, even though there was normal or above normal amount of people in there. But everything just sounded bad. Like it sounded either the volume was way too high. Did or, it all come out of the same end? Because that yeah. used to be. It all used to be. It all used to be in the south end. There was nothing in the north end. I think is how. Yeah. It was. And I think maybe that's what the difference was, is it was all coming out of the South End Zone. Um, I think that's the way it's always been. And one of the problems was when they try to make it louder, it becomes noticeable. Because they talked about that when Guido was there, about the investment of of putting speakers around the top of the, the bowl to help spread it out. But it does only come out of, up until five or six years ago, at least, it was only coming out of one end. It was extra noticeable this this weekend. Um, I think well, that I was think a, okay. they were on a kick. Did the lions the lions were happen more often, right? The no, little, it did. I don't remember. I, don't I thought they I thought they were pushing that to make that happen more often. And I heard it once on TV and thought, okay, maybe I missed it. Maybe they are doing it more often than that. So maybe not. No. So loud. Okay. So loud. What else, old guy? Um, the hot dogs. These specialty hot dogs. They they look super great. They look. They look terrible. That was my other big takeaway. Uh, the one that I almost texted to you and I forgot to send a picture of, though, was the farm to table New Holland stand. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's no different than any of those other little stands. There's nothing like it's nothing special. Like it's a massive opportunity that they've been pushing. And it's maybe they didn't pay enough to get a real sponsorship. Like maybe New Holland didn't pay enough to really be, you know, decked out. What about the. I saw this, the, the first student newscast happened today, and I saw they did a little feature on the field goal kick thing. Is that like the new lottery promotion? They kick a 25-yard field goal? Oh, yeah. There was a – like they've done that for certain games before, uh, but they had – there's some dude kicked a field goal. Yeah. Uh, like, a, like a nice like – he drilled it. Like it was, it was great. It was one of the All-State ones. Um, they changed – the other thing that they changed, which was more enjoyable – Remember the like little car thing that they used to drive around oh, yeah, yeah, the car? That's the Uts race, yeah. Yeah. Now now they are just having three students run as fast as they can. It's so much more enjoyable. Because right. like the they had this one guy that just smoked everyone else. Right. That's good. That's what you should do. Yeah. You should give them costumes so somebody could fall, but still, yes. Oh no, no, there was like a they they were wearing a bag of chips. That's what okay, good. Yeah, because last year they gave them like little headbands and they tried to cheer for their respective car or something. But the bag of chips is better. That's good. Kudos to them for the game stuff, for that game stuff. Um, so there's that. Um, I, I am glad that Penn State played at noon and not the 3.30 game because I don't know if you heard, but it sounds like the Ticketmaster service shit the bed um, for nationally for the 3.30 games. I think Nebraska and Michigan all had issues. Although, if you're a Nebraska fan, I don't think you wanted to get into that football game on time or ever. Um, Nebraska. Yeah. So, so you're excited about the next noon game, I bet then. Well, I won't. Well, I am excited about that game. I won't be at that game. Uh, going to a wedding that day, but it works out now because now I can watch most of that game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but that that Northwestern game starting to feel more and more like a night game every day. Now. Because there was talks of talk of that Central Michigan game being a, 
a night game, but that didn't come through. Um, so I think that's that was all I had, you know, there. Um, getting into the stadium was fine. It was not that was not any better or any worse than last year. Okay. Maybe took uh, took three minutes total. Um, any new ads on pieces of no facility? That was that was the big thing I noticed. Like it was pretty much the same. I will say the one thing I did notice, and if anybody has one of these and wants to sell me one, I will gladly take it. You, you know the the boards that they had with the prices, like the chicken, like the and they were like the old like yeah. Ch- change all of those out to TVs. Those are all TVs now. Uh, that's right. Okay. So mm-hmm. if anybody has one of those boards. Where they show up the line for your game room. That would be such a cool bar thing to have a beaver beaver stadium concession stand sign. Okay. Very cool. That's that's true. Maybe maybe one of our wonderful listeners knows has a connection. I feel like those will end up at Lion Surplus. So I'm gonna start I'll start making a ship. Right. There you go. Start paying attention. Steve, you might have to go to Lion Surplus for me. Exactly. Um okay. That was all I have. Uh, I have there. Um, are you ready to talk about more meaningful football games? Yes, sir. Uh, more meaningful all. football the, games. They're right? all. Yeah, game. The, the most, the most upcoming, more meaningful one. Yes, they're all important. Um, so Penn State is the now the number twenty-two team in the country, and they will head to Auburn, Alabama this weekend. Uh, as will Steve and I. Uh, we'll get to that in a second, but. Um, I have to say, I have not been, and I say this every year about every football game, probably. I have not been this excited for a Penn State football game in, in quite a while. Like, I am I am looking forward to this trip, the, the experience that I'm allegedly going to have. I'm a little anxious about that as well. It's always interesting playing a new school um, after everything that happened. So there's that. But I am eager about Saturday I think that the biggest thing for me is if you want to be an elite program you can't lose a game like Saturday's contest like you can't go into an SEC opponent as the as the ranked team in the game and lose like I I think this is a very important game not just for the season but kind of somewhat the trajectory of like the program in terms of are the right pieces there? I think by and large, I think the offense is decent, very decent, above decent. Um, I think the offensive line is serviceable, more than serviceable this year. Uh, the wide receivers are good. The running back, the one running back appears to be very good and the other ones appear to be quality. I know the quarterback can play as long as he just plays smart. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, I cannot think of a secondary uh, this this nice, uh, this good uh, that Penn State has had in my lifetime, in maybe even Steve's lifetime. Uh, the linebackers worry me a little bit. Defensive line, solid, stable, trustworthy. Uh, and the special teams, for the most part, I trust them. We'll see. I'm hoping things don't come down to a Jake Pinnaker kick. Uh, I think. I trust them like 85%. Um, but ultimately, this is a game that Penn State should win. 
that that feels weird to say going to a power five school an sec school but you should win this game if you want to become a program that is quote unquote elite yeah i think i think that qualifier i don't think it's a qualifier that if you want to be an elite program this is a game you need to win and from Auburn's standpoint, with what they've done and the coaching situation and whatever, like this program, they desperately want to win. Um, and if if things don't go their way early or mid to late, like it'll be interesting to see Auburn's fan, the fan base's reaction, the folks in the stands' reaction to what's going on. Um, I don't think the atmosphere is going to be any more intimidating than Ohio State or Michigan. I mean, I think it'll be great to be there, great to, great to experience it. They've got some, you know, the, some cool traditions of their own and things that'll make it special. Um, and I think for a Penn, for the Penn State fans who are making the trip or have friends making the trip, my expectation is this: uh, this is going to be an enjoyable trip, win or lose. Like this is, I think the Auburn fans were treated to a person as nicely as they could possibly have been treated when they made the visit last year. They know that the folks from Penn State are not LSU or Alabama or Georgia, um, and I expect, you know, when we do that, Penn State does a happy alley hospitality thing and kind of throws it down your throat. I think that's who the folks in Alabama and Auburn are. That's who the folks in Alabama were a decade ago when we were there. And I'm kind of expecting that from the folks at Auburn as well. Um, in fact, I had a, a woman in class today by Zoom. It's already been all class, ha- class heavy. Um, but she was a sports, the sports information person for Auburn. And then she, I had a couple of students who said they were gone. And she's like, oh, go walk campus. Go say hello to people. Go tell them you're from Penn State. They will be as nice to you as possible. You know, check out the restaurants in the South. If, if the barbecue is not good, you don't stay in business very long. And we have a lot of barbecue shops. So check them out. So I'm expecting that, you know, I mean, it's smaller than state college. The town proper is smaller than state college. The stadium's in the middle of campus. It's, it should be a fun trip for those who make it. And I, I think for the team, I do think the expectation for most of the fan base is this is a game you need to win if you're going to be really good slash elite. Yeah, I think that's a, a I think that's a good way to put it. Is need to win if you want to be. Um, I have never. You have been to an SEC school, correct? Before, correct? We were in Alabama in twenty eleven, early on. And that, that is your only one, right? Correct. Did Pitt any play anybody in the SEC? No, Pitt went to Southern Miss. Doesn't count. Although miserable hot. Um, yeah, I think that's. LSU is on my bucket list. Like I want to go to an, L- an LSU game on a Saturday night. Oh, less so now that Brian Kelly's the coach, but it was on my bucket list. <laughs> I mean, um, where's your was the coach or anybody else? Like, cool. Less so Brian Kelly, but yes, this is um, my first SEC, second SEC school. Okay. I was just curious. I have not been to an SEC school. I have, well, I've not been to an SEC school for a game. I have walked around Vanderbilt's campus, um, but that yeah. is Same. Nashville, you got to go someplace else yeah. besides the bar. Yeah, right. yeah, that's, that's barely an SEC school. Um, I'm excited about that. I, I, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm fascinated by football culture down there. Like, I, I've got family that live in in the Dallas area, uh, but they live outside of Dallas, um, and they live in like the true Friday night lights type of town where like you drive down the street and it's, it's everybody's got like flags for the football Mm -hmm. team. The hay bales are painted blue and blue and black for the football team. Um, The whole town shuts down at Friday on it, you know, six o'clock on Friday so that everybody can go watch the game type thing. 
So, so I've always found that fascinating. And I want to, after hearing about all of this, you know, I want to see how this part of the South does it differently. I know how the Florida part does it. Um, but I, I don't know about this, the hot, I mean, it, it really is college football's hotbed. Like I, I think as much as the Midwest and the big 10 is really, in my opinion, the number two conference, um, I think the SEC is is the, the gold standard. So I'm interested about that. Um, one question I have for you, Steve. I'm, I've been trying to wear different things to games this year, obviously wearing white, but I, I decided I didn't want to wear my jersey as much this year. Do I follow SEC tradition as a male and wear a collared shirt this weekend? No, because you're not an SEC fan. Okay. That's how they differentiate. That's I forget. Aside from the accent, it'll be the attire that everybody knows you from the north. <laughs> accent. My, I have an accent to that. But, yeah. Right, right, right. No, right. Exactly. Uh, okay. All right. Thank you. Thank no, because I and I haven't. I had this cool pullover. I thought that I was going to wear. It's like a, it's a batting practice jersey from New Era. Like it's a batting practice branded thing for our college, which is cool. But it's going to be eighty-two and steamy, so it's going to be. I'm going to have to find a white t-shirt because all of my white t-shirts are almost as old as my children. Um, so I have to find, I mean, the, the branded ones that say Penn State or say, say Live United with the, the, the Lion logo on them. So I'll have to find something worth wearing. I Why, don't you go down? Why don't you go downtown and buy something? I'm new. thinking tomorrow morning I'm going to have to go downtown is right. I, I went downtown. We went downtown Friday night before the game. There's a lot of new stuff downtown um, in terms of like clothing, not well, and right. buildings. Yep. Uh, but um, I, was, I was pleasantly surprised by that. Well, that's good to know. Um, so you, you talked about the steam and the heat and the noise. One of the most interesting things I think that nobody is talking about in the Penn State football program to happen to the Penn State football program was that apparently James Franklin decided to look ahead to the Auburn game, yeah, both in the, in the preseason and last week um friend of the podcast mark wogenrich had a story that i just read a little bit ago um basically said that franklin put uh penn staters the penn state football team in haluba hall and turned the heat up um which i thought was interesting and this was last week before they were playing ohio and to me like i about had a cow when i saw this because (laughs) that's james franklin looking ahead to another game before the game before that happens. Let me, let me give you this story. I think I maybe have told this story before, but um, when I was with Nittanyville doing, you know, trying to drum up support, we would always preseason announce what the whiteout or uh, the week long game would be. So um, what night we would start camping on Monday versus the traditional Wednesday. And um I think it was the it was twenty maybe fifteen at this point. We had the Ohio State game, I believe, was the the week long that year, and we were like trying to get James Franklin to to retweet the the Nittanyville tweet. And someone he follows the Nittanyville Twitter, and someone sent him a DM and said, "Hey, coach, would you mind retweeting this?" And uh, we have the screenshot of it somewhere. But he said basically, "I only focus on the next game." And the next game, I forget what it was, but it was. Maybe the Ireland, yeah, we were in the Ireland game in, in 2015, I believe, or maybe 16 at this point. Um, yeah, I, I about had a cow when I saw that tonight because that is <laughs> that is not like James Franklin. 
Oh no, I thought it was I I yeah, I I totally agree. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like of all the stuff they've talked about and and the, and the things he says what he focuses on and want to know and do this and whatever else. Like it was just weird that that's what came out and what they were doing. Like I, I did, it, it it shocked me. I mean, I was very surprised because now you've lost the leverage to say that you would never do that again, right? Like you can't just right. say, oh, well, we never do that. What are you talking about? Well, what, what coach you just said, right? right? So, yeah. Well, and I think, I don't know. I think who knows? Like, I think this might be like, a. this is James Franklin learning, I think maybe. And of, you know, we need to, conf, being confident in your team that you can handle an opponent like Ohio and, and, you know, prepare for them, play to them, worry about them, but know that there are bigger picture things on the table. Well, and there was still a little bit of, of bait and switch or we're smarter than you think. Yeah, we did it. We didn't tell the guys that's why we were doing it. Like, how dumb are these football players? How dumb do we think football players are? Yeah. Like we're practicing with noise. I mean, I mean, you should do that every preseason because you're going to have games when you're going to do that, right? But to then say, well, we didn't tell the guys, but we were doing it for this. I think they might have been bright enough to pick it up, you know? Yeah. I would hope people that are going to Penn State are smart enough to have that little bit of common sense. Exactly. Um, all right. Well, uh, I don't have anything else. I have uh, one piece of Auburn trivia. Okay. On the Auburn game, at least. Did you know Auburn? Okay. okay, go ahead. Are you, you got more than no, Yeah. Go ahead. Give me the give me The, the birds, the, the the eagles. Yes. Are all, I didn't know they were all like rescued. Like, did you know that? Like, they're not, they're all like, they had all been injured at some point or aren't safe to go in the wild. So this is their gig is the stadium thing. I, I didn't. Did, and they fly almost every day. Sense. Yes, that I didn't, but that, that makes sense. Like, yeah, I, like it's, yeah. It, it's also very hard to capture a bald eagle. Yeah, like I think that's why they end up there, right? Now. Sorry, you, you hit that, that big thing that hit you and now we're recovering you and you get to fly down and get your bait off that guy's arm. Um. You know, and we're going to get into a weird bird podcast at this point, but it's weird to, to think like bald eagles weren't a thing. And now I see them like not relatively all the time, but I see them a lot more. I've seen them last five years a lot more often in the wild. Well, that's because you spend more time in the outdoors than lots of people. That's true, Steve. There you go. You're well rounded. attention to my phone. I'm off exactly. My phone. Yeah. Exactly. Lift your head up, aren't texting. Yeah. Like those youths. Yeah. Look up in the sky. Um, speaking of things flying, this week's old guy, young guy, is maybe a topic that I think we maybe have discussed before. But I want to know, Steve, how early do you get to the airport? Oh, much early. I'm the earliest person in my family. Well, I can make Sam be pretty neurotic about getting there early too, because Sam's I can coax her into being early. Um, we are. I'm like two and a half, three hours on a domestic flight, like especially from a big airport, not state college, like state college, 20 minutes, right? Like, cause that's why we fly out of there. Like, that's the reason, you know, you, you but if it's dollars that we're flying from or, or dollars, yeah, maybe not Pittsburgh. Cause I don't, I don't, I'm not worried about their security line. And that's the other thing, the most, the best investment we've made in travel in the past five years is TSA pre because the security lines are almost, they're always shorter and almost never crazy through TSA pre. So yeah, I can be pretty neurotic. I can be like two and a half, three hours. You can do that early with pre-check. Oh no, it's gotten less with that. But like in general, I'm still getting antsy. I'm still like, oh, so what? We can get there. I can get some stuff done while we're waiting. 
something could go wrong with the computers. Like I, I feel like if I'm in the airport, I'm, I'm, I'm moving toward home, you know? So that's right. So you're there, what, an hour and a half? No, no, I'm, I get there. Like Anna and I fight about this a lot. Like I want to get there two hours before that is like, like if my flight is at eight 30, I got to get there at six 30. We're good. If I'm there at six 30, then I'm good. Uh, we do not have pre-check. We are going to wait to get global entry, which includes the pre-check. Yep, yep. Um, but I, I also didn't travel as much as Anna did. Anna, I think if Anna could could get to the airport five minutes before the flight, she would get to the airport five minutes before the flight. Yeah, Susan would do that too. Like and then we like we travel with people and we say we're leaving the hotel at ten thirty to get on whatever. Susan's showing up in the lobby at ten twenty nine thirty at the earliest, right? Like, and we were <laughs> traveling with friends one time, and the one lady was like, "Oh, it's like where's Susan? Where's Susan?" And she was kind of earlyish with stuff too. I'm like, Nance, like she's going to show up on time. Like you just got to take deep cleansing breaths. Like there's times with me like, oh, geez, why are we doing this? Why are we getting ready to go? Said so she shows up and it, and it, and it works out. Like you just got to know that's how it works. So yeah, but I'm always, I'll be early and read a book or do something to kill okay. some time. All right. Well, I'm just and we're past the point that. where it's a discussion point. I mean, we just now know, you know. Oh, you won the battle? No, it probably ebbs and flows. It depends okay. on. She'll throw me a bone every once in a while and come early, right? Like and other okay. times, we'll just go on her time frame and I'll try not to have an ulcer. Um, but no, it's going to work out. You know, I'll probably grumble at first, and then realize, oh, here we are again. Susan's idea working out. I probably should just cut my mouth shut. Well, yeah, you're doing all right, Steve. You're doing all right. Uh, okay, that's all I wanted. Um, anything else you want to add this week on the podcast? No, safe travels. Hope we see you down yes. there. Hope we see you and your, your, your traveling party, which would be cool. So that'd be great. We will shoot you a text message. Um, safe travels to you as well. Uh, taking the RV down. I'm sure that'll be a fun trip. Um, hoping for stories. Hoping for stories. Uh, good stories, not bad ones. Good stories. Um, all right. This was another episode of Stuff Summer Says with Steve. With Steve. Uh, we've got an email. It's stuff summer says podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we've got uh, a podcast, which you're listening to uh, five stars, thumbs up, all of that. That really helps. Um, let's see what else. Um, Your Twitter handle is my Twitter handle is at stuff. Summer says yours is at Steve Samsel. Other than that, uh, we'll talk to you next week.